Welcome to Digital AF. In today's episode, I sit down with our digital advertising team. Meet Gemma. Hi. <laughs> Jess. Hello. And Amelia. Hello. Today, I want to talk about creative-led digital advertising, why it is important and why it should be a key focus in your digital strategy. At April Ford, we often take on clients who have previously worked with a digital marketing agency that's had no in-house design support. To be honest, this shocks me to my core as I believe that the creative execution is just as important as building, managing and optimising of campaigns. In fact, they are so connected, it's hard to believe people think of them as separate. Digital AF. The digital marketing podcast that features real conversations from those who live and breathe the digital agency life. April Ford Digital Agency shares their tips, tricks, and exposes the truth about what works and what doesn't. Welcome to Digital AF. Let's get into it. So Jess, when we talk about creative-led digital advertising, why is it important to you? I think it's super important. It can be make or break, really. Sometimes the difference between a good ad and a highly converting ad is the creative. I think the ads should be designed with the brand overall strategy and the end users by behaviour in mind. I think when you have a formula in place, you're more likely to engage with your target audience and achieve your marketing goals. When we talk about digital, like creative-led digital advertising, why is having good creative important to you, Gemma? Like as a advertising manager, what's the difference you've seen? It really makes a difference to the end result. Yep. So we can see straight away in the stats whether yep. an ad is getting a good click-through rate or not and straight away you can start seeing if there's certain creative or settings that you need to tweak or optimise And it's really looking at those results and testing and tweaking things to see what's actually working. Do you think the target audience can feel the difference sometimes? Like when something's off-brand or it's just not being thought about? Yeah, 100%. So that's one of the things that we follow at April Ford is that we put a lot of thought into who the audience is, who the ideal customer is, And we try and get inside that mindset. Yep. So one of our steps is creating a really defined customer persona. Yep. And that helps us get into that mindset. And I always find... Be the person. Yep. I always (laughs) find that when I'm creating a creative brief or writing copy, it is so much easier to do that when you are in that customer mindset and thinking... Like what are they going to stop at? Like what is is show stopping? So like they're kind of... You're thinking about, so not so much about the brand at that point, you're thinking about the customer and what their issue is or what they are what personally problem? experiencing. What problem are you trying to solve yeah. for them? Yeah. So we have a team of designers who work at April Ford. How do you, Gem, brief our design team? Yep, so over the last few years we've built a really good process for how we come up with a creative brief. Yep. And it's based on a few different elements but... At the end of the day, it does all come down to the goal of a campaign or the goal of a business in general. So with that in mind, we follow a process where first we define who the target audience is. So we're creating that customer persona there and we're looking at things like motivators and barriers for a service or a product and how we can address those things through our creative. Yep. So once we've got that 
mapped out, we can come up with different types of creative that we need to make sure we've got a set of ads rather than a single piece of creative. Yep. The reason we do that is that we're going to reach a lot more people. So we know that one person will react differently to the next, yep. to a certain piece of creative. Yep. So it's a proven method that's successful for us. Yep. And, and we're, I suppose we're not the one dictating what we think will work. Mm. We're actually letting what the algorithms that's, help us there. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, we're not putting all our eggs in one basket. Yep. We've got multiple ads covering different things that resonate with different people. Yep. So we've got a higher chance of converting or getting that lead or just getting people to notice the ads. And how do you use just like that data that comes back? Do we use that to then tweak creative or how do we would we use it to adjust our strategy for the following month? Like how do we actually use that information? Yeah, so that's pretty much what we do. We have a look at a few things, like a few metrics and make a decision based on that, whether we need to change the copy or the creative, or so the artwork and sometimes I think the results even surprise us, like what something sure. works. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, like something that we think is going to work or may have worked for a different client in the same industry might not work for that particular client. So we're basically just in there having a look daily, weekly to just see what we can do and what we can improve. And so you have come from a digital agency background. Do you find that motivation barrier focus that we have really helps with kind of the results that we work through with the client? Yeah, for sure. I think it's more in depth. So that gives us a really clear sort of map to follow. Yep. When we are briefing out to the designers, then it's clear for the designers as well and they know what we're after and it, it shows really. Yep. And are they creative? Like, so obviously you've got some a plan there that you're creating, but then how are the designers actually working with you? Are they then applying your motivations or barriers through to physical, like actual imagery? How does it work? Yeah, so we kind of give them a description of what we're after and that could be as specific as our goal yep. for that particular ad. Yep. Sometimes we give them more of a description of the overall strategy, what we're looking for, calls to action, and even sometimes imagery and even text. So we can be super specific or less specific. It just depends because our designers here are quite experienced, so they really know what they're doing. And sometimes they just take the reins and <laughs> it's better. And we love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I sometimes, are you surprised sometimes at? What comes back from the designers? Yeah, for sure. I think our designers here are really experienced in agency and yeah. they kind of know what we're looking for and what converts as well. Do you get excited <laughs> when good creative comes back? Yeah, we do. We get really excited <laughs> yeah. and we send each other emojis. And, <laughs> yeah. Love cute. your work. That's my favourite one. So I know many digital agencies don't include creative in their services, which is just crazy. And those who are doing it themselves are using Canva um, usually. That used to be me. <laughs> That's okay. Canva has its place. But like, I'm no designer. <laughs> Amelia, how would you compare your own design skills to a professional 
like an art director here at April Ford, like if you mm. <laughs> had to be the designer using Canva? So firstly, I think I have mad skills <laughs> in Canva. I'll let everyone know. Canva is amazing for those little things, but in comparison to what art directors and our senior designers send back to us, I can't do an animation <laughs> and what's trending now in an industry or something, and especially in the younger kind of demographics, yep. I think about what I stop like on Instagram and it's a lot of videos, it's a lot of animations, things that catch my eye and I can't build that in Canva, no yeah. way. Um, <laughs> and the graphic stuff, like there's so much thought that goes behind yeah. the creative and with our designers that take our brief and then build something amazing, something we just totally blow Even us out of the water. Even down to the amount of different sizes of creative. So oh we gosh. are yes. placing the media. Yeah. yeah, like so how many placements types are there what is it what do you reckon a story <laughs> there's a lot like, yeah. yeah yeah and so having your designers briefed across every type of media yeah. placement size allows us to take full advantage of mm. you know the algorithm and who we're targeting and how that person uses their mm. social media platforms because everyone mm-hmm. uses it a little bit differently I suppose yeah. mm-hmm. So, yeah. so chalk and cheese with me and the designers. Oh, it's chalk and cheese with <laughs> also me and the designers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jem, have you got any examples where we've seen significant increase in results from using just really thought out, clever design where you've collaborated with the designers? Yeah, definitely. So we had a client come on board late last year. Yep that kind of got to a position where they really wanted to take things up a notch. Mm -hmm. So they were happy to invest in really good creative, which is always a win for us. Basically they came on board and we got our amazing creative director, Ruby, in from the beginning and she was doing her thing, leading our creative team, coming up with mood boards and heaps of ideas. Um, We ended up doing an in-house photo shoot in our studio. We had these amazing real women models I know, in the shoe. so beautiful aren't mm. they yep the client sells a women's health type product yep. so having the real women in the shoot was just amazing yep from that shoot we ended up with just really great quality photos yep. that our designers were able to put into some great creative ideas they came up with amazing ads they did some animated videos for us we ended up refreshing the client's website and content and all that sort of stuff yeah and the yeah we carried it through everything didn't we yeah yeah the end result was some of the best work I've seen come out of our team and I'm really proud of that and we had some great ads that we launched this client with and straight away we've been seeing really good click-through rates yeah so when we would normally hope to see a good click-through rate of about 3 to 5%, yeah. we're getting like a 9 to 10% click-through so rate, good. which is great for that client. That's wild. Yeah. yeah, so because, and so you think it's because it was thought out right from the beginning and the client invested in rolling out that creative across all platforms. So it feels very cohesive. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Have you guys got any further tips on improving your advertising results like you know, even just little things people can take into account, like photo quality or, you know, that type of stuff. Have you got anything, Jess? I think something simple would be considering the placements mm-hmm. um, and just getting familiar with the different types of placements, whether that's a story version, a story placement on Facebook, um, not carrying over the feed version. So it just looks more appealing. Um, and for all, purpose, I suppose. Yeah, for purpose. Yeah. And thinking about 
the fact that you don't have a lot of text on your story version. So you might have to, like you won't have the feed text, so you might have to add some text onto your story placement or a call to action so then it looks actually tells them it tells it tells you what you need to do basically yes <laughs> thank I you I mean it's so we see that so often though don't we yeah you know you're yeah. being served an image you're like what what oh, is this what is this you need <laughs> you need the story you need to know what's happening so yeah I think that's a good one yeah, yeah I think like the quality of imagery and videography is so important like it needs to be clear it needs to be beautiful show stopping because sometimes we only have a couple of seconds if it's a vid to catch that person to stop and like I get served so many ads on Instagram as well and I now really acknowledge the ads that make me stop and it's yep. stuff that's fast, it's yep. stuff that's like in my face mm. and, yeah, you know, in comparison to sometimes if it's a story and it's a feed version and it's just kind of text slapped over the top, I don't want to look at that. Yeah, I yeah. just move on, you yeah. know. You you want to capture like that first couple of seconds of somebody seeing your ad and make them stop. So I always think... You know, it's just Gemma's motto, like think like the customer, think like the audience, like what are they into, what what looks good. Yeah. Like nice imagery looks really, really good. Yeah. Awesome graphics look sick. Things that move in my face, like <laughs> hit, me with, hit me with the ad. I want to stop. Do you know what I mean? I want to buy something. Oh, like, and I think <laughs> our designers my money. are so spot on with taking our brief and pumping out some of the most amazing artwork that I think is such a point of difference for us in comparison to some of the other ads I see in the real world yep. because we work so closely with them to get it right for the brand and for, you know, the messaging and, and make sure that it just, like, resonates with what that brand and what they're all about. Yep. Like, There's a lot of effort that goes in. So much. Yep. And it's, yeah, so much time and effort makes goes into making the creative artwork just show-stopping. Yeah, so awesome. our team do such a good job. What about you, Gem? Have you got any tips? Yeah, I think we've just talked about the importance of investing in really good creative, but yep. that's not always like polished mm-hmm. brand creative. There's also a time and place for user-generated content. 100%. Yeah. So there's actually a fine art but of turning user-generated content yep. into something that's worthy for an ad. Yep. And our designers... Do a good job. ...can do a really good job. Yep. Yeah. So they can take... A customer's photo or a piece of video that's been filmed on an iPhone <laughs> and they can turn that into something really special yeah. that still looks real yeah. but has your branding overlaid over it. or Still reflective of the yeah, brand. has those extra little tweaks done to make it look like a good piece of creative and yeah. it performs well as an ad. Yeah, I think that's really important too. We have to have a combination but you have to think about both sides too. So it's a fine balancing act that we kind of go through. And it um, only, you know, kind of works for some brands. Yeah, and not, 100%. And not others, so. You just have to think of your audience. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. What they what they relate to, what they consume, et cetera. Yeah. It's lifestyle stuff too. I think about some clients that the creative is like, live this amazing life <laughs> on the Sunshine Coast, you know, this could be you. Um, yeah, it's really cool to think about that. Yeah. Like what appeals to them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. I know we all often see ads served to us that don't quite hit the mark. Like I know sometimes, and it, sometimes it can, it is the audience 
on the audience end. So I'm often, I don't know why, but I'm served like ads for gyms in Melbourne sometimes <laughs> yep, <laughs> whilst I'm sitting here on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. But more often than not, it's artwork that hasn't been resized for placement or fit for purpose, which I think is really disappointing and sad because you can see it's wasting money um, for the client. So I hopefully these few tips will encourage listeners to think about their creative and the media buying as one, as we know focusing on both can substantially impact your results in a positive way. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome.